You are about to embark on an auditory journey, brought to you by three horror fans who are foul-mouthed, immature, and quite frankly don't care if you've watched the following film, documentary, or television series that is about to be discussed. If you are offended by some salty language and plot spoiling, please press pause right now so we can talk endless amounts of shit about you. Just kidding. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy the ride, bitches. Look up at me while you're doing that. <laughs> Is that the noise of the robot? <laughs> that is insanity. It gives you like a what? Like a essence, like a like a we're doing shit. Because I'm just fucking bullshit. We're doing a fucking Pardon. podcast. Instead exactly. Of, it's a fucking a podcast. That's what this is. People listen to this to fucking just listen to us bullshit. Mine's frozen up like a bitch. I am not frozen up in the slightest. What episode You fat fuck. Masturbation. Masturbation. Hello, boys and ghouls. This is your friend, Mr. J here, welcoming you to that strange show. Remember, what doesn't kill you only makes you stranger. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back to another episode of That Strange Show, episode 104. 104, bro. The episode after 103. If he dies, he dies. Try again. Imagine if Rocky got Apollo Creed in the Micmac just in time for the next one. Rocky 5, hell of a different move. What the fuck? (laughs) I didn't even read the whole fucking thing. Yeah, no, it's just Rocky 5 would have been a hell of a different move. You're obnoxious. That's an obnoxious thing that you did. That's what I'm just saying. Play, uh, Play on the last names, Creed. That's yes. All. That's what? All. Oh, that's all. Really? Yeah, man. Because you didn't seem to get it, so I had to explain it to you. I didn't get. I still. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Inebri- he gets, inebriation. He, he gets it now. I do get it now. So, so Mandy's at IMATS. Mandy. Well, now she's on her way home from IMATS. Oh, okay. Well, she so, had a she had a hell of a time. I'm assuming so, since I barely. The only time I heard from her was when I called her. And she was like, hi. She's like, new phone. She was like, what's going on? And I'm like, are you wasting? She's like, yeah. And then she was like, in the background, I heard her go, tequila. (laughs) And then the phone hung up on me. Perfect. But she is on her uh, way back, so we hope safe journeys. Yes, safe journeys. Uh, So hopefully she'll have some tales regarding anything cool that she saw. So since she's not here, we have to... uh, Call in some uh, reinforcements. We do. We have a special guest tonight, Mr. Zeeshan Eunice. Yeah. Wow, you fucking nailed that. Holy shit. We were practicing it before. Don't try to... F- <laughs> There's no illusion here. Everybody knows how. Um, we are an awesome writer and director. Correct, correct. So what up, man? Thank you, guys. Chilling, man. Happy to be here. I've been good, man. I've been good. I'm, uh, I'm excited to get on this show. I'm excited for the banter. So you, oh, so you actually listen. Name. I'm ready. You actually listen to the show? I do. I've listened to a total of six episodes. Awesome. Ooh, you know what? We'll That's better than I think most people do. I don't know how we've gotten <laughs> we'll, as far as we have. Yeah, we'll put you I down. subscribed and I rated too. Look at that. Wow. Oh. Yep. 
it wasn't a it wasn't a high enough rating to get to that we're five gonna, star point, but we appreciate no, we gotta, it. <laughs> I have to send you a, a sticker pack or something. Something. Oh yeah, a, a an envelope full of gum, gummy dicks. Suck his nuts a little bit more, Angel. Please, All right, so. please send that shit. <laughs> what a nut sucking from Angel. No, no, no. No, 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 the gummy dicks. I said gummy dicks. Well, I'm just just for the record, he good at it. I've seen it done. (laughs) Fuck you. That's how that's how we're on the Dorkening (laughs) network now. So So, working hard. So I want to I want to hear about I want to hear about uh, Zeeshan Yunus a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So how'd you get into uh, you know writing and directing short short films there? Sure, sure. So um, I've been writing for a long time, you know, short stories. I, I guess I didn't really know that I was writing in script format until about probably two years ago. Um, I was the board president for a nonprofit called the Frida Cinema out here in Santa Ana, uh, California. They're a, an art house cinema. They do a bunch of really, really awesome shit. And the guy that is now their programming director is a filmmaker. And him and I got connected and he really helped me understand the process of filming isn't um, totally impossible. It's like super accessible and, and I'm, you know, lucky enough to be in Orange County where everybody is basically a filmmaker in one way or another. So basically overnight I turned one of my short stories into a script, put together some funding and then like literally four months later I was on set. So it moved very quickly and now I went from not being a filmmaker to having a few awards and now finishing my second short film. So it's been a kind of wild ride over the past two years for sure. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So, so you, if you, you said the awards, so you're talking about great Canyon. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. I love, I, which I do want to remind everybody that, uh, I did enjoy that thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly. I enjoyed that thoroughly and put up a, a, uh, rather, amazingly written review uh yeah, yeah. that's on the that's strange accessible through strange show.com so yeah but the- man that that was uh you guys have gone like crazy bananas since then like from that website to now being on this network like you guys have grown pretty substantially in like a short amount of time i wish my wallet suggested that <laughs> <laughs> no but no yeah we've been we've been working you know working trying to spread spread it spread it out you know it's it's it's, it's about it's not about it. it's not about what it's about who's dick you suck that so we just this guy we just keep <laughs> hey i'm not gonna lie to everybody i'll give a hand job for for enough enough money to not have to go to regular work yeah right What's that but man? speaking of hand jobs uh, all no, right I'm so just... <laughs> segway segway Segway. So, um, what was the award that uh, Great Canyon won? Yeah, so Great Canyon won um, the Best Genre Film of the Year award at the Austin Revolution Film Festival. It recently won the Best Horror Short Award for the Midwest Weird Fest Film Festival, and then it was nominated for Best Sci-Fi Short at FilmQuest. So, um, you know, two of those are primarily genre film festivals. Yeah. The Austin Revolution Film Festival covers like everything from comedy to horror you know any any genre and film they basically have a bunch of short films and features in it that's awesome now i got a question yeah go i ahead. do i this is a legit question legit too. questions not I, fucking around <laughs> i brought this up to you when i watched the short yeah and i believe i even put it in the review is there ever like a plan to expand 
on that expand expand on, expand on that great canyon <laughs> universe because i really enjoyed yeah. that short I and i would like to see a fil- uh, like a feature length broadening of that story because in that short f- i don't particularly like <coughs> sorry oh, short films i don't particularly sit and watch them Angel had me do it to uh, do it, you know, throw some reviews up, and I re- I went into it just like, cool, five minutes of five minutes. Let's yeah, yeah. let's just get. And I really was yeah, shocked hit, at how yeah. much I got engrossed into it. Yeah, you hit me up. You were like, like um, that was actually it was good. fucking good. <laughs> and I was like, fuck the yeah. payoff on. I mean, if you want to call that a payoff, it, yeah. it's it, it's a looming and mystery kind of thing, but. That it ended well. I like the little. They, it's almost like there's a little shit just thrown in there. Uh, I got. I mean, I could be wrong. Now I have the filmmaker on here, so I yeah, hope yeah. I'm not wrong. I got a little bit of a Lynch vibe off of it. Sure, uh, yeah, I'm a huge yeah. Lynch fan. I kind of felt like there was some of that stuff that in, information thrown at you that kind of hangs in a purgatory a little bit, and it yeah. doesn't give mm-hmm. you enough to really understand what's going on. But I almost felt like that was intentional with it. Where it was supposed, um, I would. Is there a plan to? Is there a plan? To, I mean, is there a plan to do that? <laughs> Long story short, are you going to expand on that storyline or idea at all? Oh, absolutely, man. I mean that that film came from a feature script that I had already written out, um, and it's all about you know parsing out maybe 10, 15 minutes here and there that you can just show to somebody and say, hey, this is what I'm capable of doing. This is the world that I can build in this really tiny amount of time, which is always the fucking struggle with short films. Yeah, is right. Like, like, how do you get somebody excited and and into the story when you only have their attention for let's say fifteen minutes tops, right? Yeah, that's like super at the high end of a short film. Um, so yeah, man, I would love to, but you know, filming outdoors and overnight is expensive as shit, uh, and all, all my films have been self-funded, so. Ideally, if some you know guy walks up or a woman walks up and says, "Hey, here's a big check. Make whatever you want." Like that's the first thing I'm going to make yeah. is that feature film. You know, well, they got those. So. They got those grants. You ever well, look into those grants where like there's yeah, like man. the rich people they, they are like, a- "We have two hundred and fifty thousand dollars that we're just going to give you. No, nothing expected." And yeah, you just take so the that's money. The, that's the beauty of like what is happening in the filmmaking world right now. Is right like. You can be a kid from Somalia who has a wonderful script and a crazy idea and make a beautiful film on like a Nokia phone. Yeah. Right. And like it, like that. So that sometimes is what you're going up against in grants. And a lot of people on that major funding side don't really understand that genre film, sci fi horror, um, you know, paranormal stuff. Yep. It's like a reflection of today's society. They don't really get that. So instead, they'll look at like a drama or they'll look at a comedy or they'll look at something else that's more accessible. And send the money over there. Um, so, so it's it's kind of a balancing act, you know. You, you apply for one grant alongside with a hundred thousand other people, and you just hope for the best. You just gotta be like, please, please let me yep. win the lottery. Please Hell give yeah. me this money because we need to see some great canyons. So, um, all right. So that's now you showed me the trailer for Prefigured, mm-hmm. which. Uh, I watched and I loved it. I'm not going to go too crazy into it because you haven't pretty much shown anybody. I'm assuming only a few people. Yeah. yeah. So, but I love the tone. I love what you did with it. The whole setup and, and that's pretty much where I'm going to leave that. So 
<laughs> gonna mention I'll, ta- I'll talk to you off, uh, you know, uh, off off record sure. afterwards about it. But uh, yeah, give me some a little bit of the idea and the music because the mm-hmm. the, the sound design on this one is very important, at sure. least to me. You know what I mean? Um, so give me a little bit of the behind the scenes on that, and then uh, when can we expect that to drop? And are you gonna do the film circuit with that one? Obviously, again. Yeah, totally. So, you know, Prefigured is a completely different beast than Grey Canyon was. They both kind of live in the same world, you know, yeah. of, of high strangeness, abductions. Uh, but Prefigured focuses more on after the abduction experience or a perceived abduction experience, you know. Mm-hmm. So that story kind of came to life because I was reading a bunch of interviews um, and, and people that had undergone hypnosis and gone through all this crazy uh, shit just to kind of deal with what they assumed was an abduction experience. And I thought, man, you know, whether or not this actually happened, whether or not anybody actually believes that this is happening, the repercussions of it are still super real, right? I mean, these people are still going through extreme mental distress um, and it leads them towards different paths. So Prefigured is about all of those people kind of coming together and understanding (laughs) that there's this greater cosmic power that has a plan for you. And it's not religious, right? It's not like, it's not talking about like a higher power, but this is like an ancient elder god, something mm-hmm. out in the fucking universe that's way above anybody's pay grade here. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So building that story, I wanted it to be a lot slower than Grey Canyon, much more dreadful, kind of imposing. Um, so sound design was super important for sure, definitely. And we were filming in like a concrete bunker, yeah, which that's... means that anytime, I mean, if anybody dropped like a pen on the ground, it would reverberate throughout the entire room um so we had to be super quiet and, and the mics were very sensitive and we created like a really interesting ambient room tone that you can kind of hear almost like yeah. a like a buzzing that's what right? I, yeah, like, I wanted to talk to you about that i was like this like has to be intentional because it's fucking and then like during the quiet moments it was like over not overbearing in a bad way but like yeah. it just created like a tension sure. you know what i mean yeah. so it kind of gets under your skin, um, yeah. And it's and it's a mix between room tone and, and like TV white noise, yeah, basically. Yeah. Okay. Um, cool. but that was natural in the room, man. I mean, yeah. like that was if you stuck your phone out and recorded, that's what you would pick up, which was like this really weird energy that was nowhere else other than wow. that place. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad to hear that it wasn't overbearing because that's the yeah. number one thing I worried about. I was like, man, yeah. is somebody really going to be irritated by this or not? <laughs> No, I, I had a I had a sense of like this this is part of the story too, like the noises yeah. and you know even the lighting, you know sure. how you chose to light the sh- the shot, you know in that bunker. It was like yeah. it's there's there was all reasons for it, you know, to tell the yeah. story. You know. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I, you know, I'm hoping to do a, a full festival run. It just got accepted into one festival out in Seattle. Um, that I'll be talking about a little bit later once I can actually talk about it and post on social media. Um, awesome. But it, it's it's tough, man. You kind of spend a year and, and hope that it does a good festival run, and then you drop it, you know, twelve or sixteen months from now, and hope people are still give a shit and are interested to watch it. <laughs> so you know, that's when I'll probably be putting it online. But until then, I'll be sharing it with a few people here and there. You being among one of them. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. thank you for watching, and I'm glad you enjoyed it. No, I definitely, I definitely enjoyed it, and. Uh... Like I said, the colors, I, I just everything about it. I'm probably gonna do a little write up on Sunday. Oh, okay, way. appreciate that, man. Yeah, yeah. thank you. But, um, 
I thought you would appreciate it because we used the uh, green room as like our number one lighting like example. Yes. You know. Yes. Yeah. That's that's where it was from. I'm like, I yeah. it looks like it made me feel a little familiar. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? As far as like yeah. the tone and the colors and all that stuff. But yeah, no, I'm definitely uh, definitely glad I got to see that. You know what I mean? And like, you know, like I said, with Great Canyon and stuff like that, definitely want to like these things. Like, I really hope that they lead to, you know, because these are little snack, you know, little snacks, you know, that you can yep. show. Like you said, you know, this is what I'm capable to do on this kind of budget. Like, now imagine if I, if you tripled this budget for me, you know, what I could do. You know sure. what I mean? So I'm hoping that with the, the, the film uh, festival circuits and all that kind of stuff that, you know, you start getting noticed because fucking deserve it. Oh, thank you, man. Yeah. yeah, you know, Grey Canyon, the film festival run, like, definitely connected me to a ton of people that helped me with prefigured so without that run i wouldn't have been able to do prefigures so i'm hoping that i meet a lot of really great people on other filmmakers and just expand the network and i mean yeah if somebody gives me a check that'd be cool but if not man you know i'll just make whatever i want to make until then fuck it so what's up bro i didn't watch the trailer you know i didn't so i wasn't gonna try to (laughs) Dude, I can see him so guilty in the background. No, no, no. Fuck this. I'm not letting him get away with it. He forgot to tell me he sent it to me. I did. Till today. I did. While I was doing. Did you watch it? I sent it. And you're like, I'm not going to have time. And I'm like, it's only. He's like, I forgot to tell you I sent it yesterday. Literally ten and a half minutes long. It just doesn't have the time. Hey, hey. (laughs) It happens. It got in between. It got in between a lot of things. Yeah. I had to finish this movie. Yeah. (laughs) You. I was. I I was the you. I was the you this week. Yeah. Usually I'm done with this shit by fucking Thursday, and this week I'm like looking at the clock. I really hope this ends soon because I gotta go. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, pay attention to the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was sending, I was sending you texts that you usually send me. Did you watch the movie this week? Yeah. You're like, why are you asking? I'm like, I don't know. I just have a feeling. <laughs> I was all over the place. I don't want to get. I want. Uh, I don't want to get into. I want to get into. I want to get into. Uh, so, strategic director. Yes. Yes. At the uh, horrible imaginings film fest. Film festival. Film yeah. festival. All right. So it's festival, not fest. Fest, not music fest. But um, so what do you guys do over there? Like, what do you you take like works like you know independent works, or do you have feature films too over there? Like, what? How do you how do you run that? So yeah, yeah. So it's all independent or um, like sometimes retro cinema. But you know what we do is we really focus on highlighting the newest voices in like sci-fi, fantasy, and horror genre films. Um, and we've been doing that for uh, 2019 will be our 10th year. Wow. So we just dropped our, our 10th year poster, which, uh, has been getting a lot of traction and we're really excited about that dude's fucking art. Sick. Yeah, man. Yeah, Jeff Elkins, that. man. He, yeah. He's a fucking beast. He's such a great guy, such a pro, uh, and really loves what he does, man. I mean, like he, he took that poster idea and ran with it and, and just totally nailed it. So our whole team was blown away by that. But yeah, our festival is, um, on August 31st through September 1st, we screen roughly 60 films total um, between shorts and features. But all the shorts are from, you know, 
directors like myself or, uh, you know, other other local filmmakers um, and, and even people from across the world, man, you know, okay. people that submit their films from Japan and Norway and just every anywhere that somebody is making a genre film and they want to send it to us, we'll watch it. And if we love it, we'll program it. And, and that's really what we're all about is just connecting the world um, together through genre film. I'd like that, to know how he came, how he came into that. Yeah, how do you uh, did you start? Yeah, are you from the beginning? No, no. So it's an interesting question. So um, as I mentioned, I was the board president for the Frida Cinema. So they're you know a local art house cinema, and then I went to Utah with them to discuss like the status of art houses across the country. So all the art house cinemas come to one place in Utah for like a week and talk about what it is to be an art house cinema, how you fundraise, how you market. Yeah. How you do all the shit to, to, you know, be the cinema that's going to show like Alien or, you know, be the cinema to show the, like a dark song, like those types of films that don't get major play nowadays. Um, and I met Miguel Rodriguez, who's just, who's the founder of Horrible Imaginings on a bus. And I was like, dude, I love your film festival. Let's work together. Let me help you. Because um, I do strategic planning for a living. Like that's my career. Yeah. And I can kind of see from afar when people are in need of just, just help, dude, just boots on the ground, you know. Like, hey, let me write your press releases. Let me help you with your website. Let me do anything I need to to make sure that you're successful. Mm -hmm. And the next thing you know, you know, he uprooted his film festival from San Diego, brought it to Orange County. Last year, we debuted it in OC for the first year. It was awesome. And now this year, we're bringing it back to OC, and, and it'll be there for the rest of the entirety of the festival, we assume. Um, so that's kind of how I fell into it, was just me being like, okay, I'm going to do this shit now. And then be like, all right. Awesome. That's all. We gotta get up there. That's surprisingly easy. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Let me do it. All right. Ten all right. years later. Yeah. yeah ten years. It's yeah, uh right. yeah, man. It's 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 a dance between like you know, do you have the skill set to actually help? Are you reliable? No, like, can you you know can you gel with the team? Like, and Miguel was doing so much of it by himself, man. He was like killing himself trying to do it, and I I, I respect that hustle so much, but man, you got to get some help sometimes. And he was very gracious with allowing me to jump in there uh, head first. And now here we are. Awesome. So where can people find information for that, the, the festival? Yeah, it's www.hifilmfest.com. Okay, cool. And then, like you said, is there like an entrance fee or anything like that? or? Yeah, absolutely. So we kind of build our pricing structure to be as accessible as possible. Um so this year we're going to be doing every block that we have will be a $13 block. Oh. Or if you want to go for the whole day, like let's say you want to go for the entirety of Saturday, it's 35 bucks. Okay. Or if you want to go for the entire festival, it's 75 bucks, um, which is ridiculously affordable yeah. for a film festival, especially for the caliber of films that we show. Okay. So, um, you know, we want to make sure that we're accessible to the community and not like charging people a fucking arm and a leg to get in the door just to see what's up. I'm gonna make a movie and send it to him. Yeah, you All should right. make a movie. How what's what's the requirement? What's the requirement? You guys should come, man. If you guys want to come, let me know. I'd be happy to host you. Oh, shit. I'm gonna send you. I'm just gonna make a movie and send it to you. Do that too. Do it all. It's gonna be just Angel. Why's it gotta be just me? Just you, because you're a horror story. Tusk, tusk, tusk too. <laughs> Except I wouldn't have to pay for the suit. That's a, that's fucking brilliant. Right. <laughs> you sound like the show, just Angel, just show up and, and yeah. just have fake orgasms. Always, no. 
<laughs> Worked for Kevin Smith. <laughs> it did. It did. Um, I see you got music talk on here. Yeah, because uh, he's. I see him post. We've talked about music. I sent you some yep. music. You sent me some shit. What so are I, you like, sending him? No, like you know, I sent him uh, warning, and uh, what you, he sent me some other shit. Zeal and Arter, that type of shit. Is that where you fucking found no, 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 Zeal no, and Arter? No, I'm saying I sent it to him. Oh. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but yeah, he, no, you were you were in, you said you're you're from OC, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, so Jesus. Orange County, that's bleeding uh, bleeding through. Eighteen Visions, it's the a, home of the tra- Bandana Breakdown. Yeah, a tray you. Oh, yeah. So like you yeah. were in a band. Throw, you, hey, Throwdown, Throwdown. As I lay dying. Yeah. So how is Every, t- honestly like the golden era of metalcore and hardcore was in Orange County, yeah, like yeah. Avenged Sevenfold before uh, they turn into uh, Avenged Sevenfold. What did he just say? You realize we're from Massachusetts, right? Have, you ever, have you ever heard of Converge before <laughs> you even it. say that? Converge, Kill Switch Engage, Cave-In, ISIS. I'm just naming one. Like, you are getting very defensive for no reason. Like, I, you can also be a home, and I can be a home, and we can just coexist. Yeah, yeah, You're yeah, like yeah. the guy in the YouTube comments that's Whoa. like, this isn't death core. Whoa. Black metalcore. Why are you sitting here going to the golden age of metalcore yeah. happened in OC? You know what else came from OC? Fucking corn. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. All right, but you know, corn's good. Corn's good. You, you don't don't even try to try to fake the fuck, bro. You're like, yo, did you hear the new corn? There goes my <laughs> there goes my acceptance into the film festival. Yeah, and I said <laughs> no, I haven't heard the new corn guy. But uh, yeah, don't like fucking put me so, on blast. <laughs> So, uh, since you you play music though for your movies, do you outsource like all your your stuff? Or are you involved in that as well? Yeah. So I so, so the music that I play and am capable of playing is not at all the music that I've used in my films. Yeah. So I have no idea how to work around a keyboard or to use a synth or anything. Um, I mean, it would have been super sick if over Grey Canyon it was just like a thirteen minute breakdown. Like I would have been for that. But we decided to go a, a different route. But the guy that's done the music for both of my films, his name is Mike Conway. I met him on a filmmaking forum randomly. And he was like, I really like your work. Um, you know, let's talk about me scoring it. And he is fucking awesome. Totally nice dude and charges like almost nothing somehow. Um, but he really just does it because he loves film, man. And like, those are the type of people you want to work with. You know? Yeah, 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 like, yeah not trying to cut a check and I pay him fairly and he's excited about it. And he pumps out like these crazy ass tones, like you've heard, you know, that yeah. totally represent the film in a really amazing way. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's, that's how that came to be. Awesome. So now speaking of speaking of tone, cause you, you, you're almost about to do something you, now I've because been, we were talking, we were talking now yeah. the person, uh, did you send the shit to him first and then he watched it? And then he got a feel for it. Or did he write the music first? And then you're like, yeah, that'll work. So for this, for for really take notes, uh, take notes. (laughs) So what I did embarrass me in front of the filmmaker. I'm I'm not trying to embarrass you. I'm I'm, I'm just saying the whole conversation that we just had was like. Not on our end, but what was expected of you. Yeah. Oh, let's hear this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The way that he looked, I wish people could see the way that he looks at you, like from that couch. Just, I like this. Mandy just, gets the seat over there from now. I usually sit on the opposite side of the room behind him. Yeah, yeah. I could tell. No, this is feeling very new to you. I get it. I like it. I like it. 
Um, no, so for prefigured, what I actually did is I used temporary tracks. So I, I, I took films um, that I really loved the score of, and I took excerpts of that and I dropped it into editing software over prefigured and I sent it to him. I was like, hey man, this is this is the overall vibe I want to go with, right? Like this is, I want it to feel oppressive here. I want it to feel super dark right here, um, coral right here. And I had a really good idea of what I wanted to achieve with it. Yeah. And then I sent it to him and he sent me a version that he did without him listening to the resources that I sent and one with the resources that I sent. And they were both two different, very, very different ones. And the one that we went with was kind of something in the middle. Um, so, you know, that's what I did for prefigured for gray Canyon. I sent him a bunch of songs that I just thought were like tight, you know, and then like he put together songs that complemented that type of style and it totally vibes with what he enjoys as well. So the work process on both of those was different for sure. But, um, yeah, I, I think you can tell, I mean, gray Canyon was like a 13 minute music video almost and prefigured is, has like maybe three minutes of music total. Yeah. Yeah. So what are you? Uh... I'm lost there. Let's see what you did there. <laughs> I'm you lost. threw me under a fucking bus. <laughs> to, to embarrass it, me so in front I wasn't of, trying to. Was it the Walrus you. comment? No, I wasn't trying to embarrass you. It was just There's well, a reason we... why we're audio and not video. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying before we started, we were having a conversation, and I said, "No, I think you should try to watch I, some of that." Now first I before. slightly feel the need to explain myself. I got tapped. To do scoring for an upcoming web series. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's based off of a... It's supposed to be a combination of a web series that's spliced with... A, comic book. With comic books that'll be released in time with it. Yeah. Um, and I And I got tapped to do the scoring for it, and I agreed to do the pilot episode for free. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, just to get a feel for it, see if I even enjoy it. He's a friend of ours. He's been on the he we he's been on an episode here. Yeah, and you talk a lot of shit and to I, him online. You ought to see the conversations. I get messages from him. They're just like, "Hey, I hope you die," and then that's it. And then he's like, "Bye, see you later." Uh, so I was curious because I agreed to it because I mean I'm a musician. I've played in bands and done all done that whole thing. I've never sat and like scored something. Sure. So I wanted to give it a try, but I'm not 100% on the process for it. And he's actually been hitting me up going, you got my, you got anything done yet? And I'm like, you haven't even started filming it yet, dude. Like, uh, I yeah. want to see something to see what, kind of I feels. feel like I want to see what kind of vibe, because the story on it is just so fucking bizarre yeah, it is that bizarre. I, mm -hmm. I feel like I'd have to write like some like Mike Patton shit if I was to write blind just write some crazy off the wall like doesn't you could just no matter what you're gonna put it with it's not gonna make sense. So he's like he wants a theme and he wants interlude tracks and all this stuff. And get I think cracking, get cracking. I gave bro. him one interlude track and he was like, "Oh shit, you were serious? You can play?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, fucker." <laughs> like I wouldn't have agreed to do it if you're just gonna get back that. What was that soundtrack in the last two Harry Potter movies where ninety percent of it was just that in the background? No. Yeah, man, I think every every creator is different with how they, they want their process to go, right? So, I mean, like, some directors already have all of their music set before they even start filming, and then they build the film around the music. Uh, um, I think that's more of a rarity, though. You know, some people have that kind of uh, musical mind in the sense that they're like, I want 
this crescendo here to be the emotional crux of my film. And I'm not going to change my score for any reason. So I need to film around this cue. Um, some people are like that, man. I mean, it, it sounds like this is maybe what that director is looking for. So you should just fucking go balls to the wall and see dude, what happens. Dude, give I, some... I kind of picture myself more like Jason Siegel and forgetting Sarah Marshall <laughs> and just sit and watching the screen with a keyboard in front of me. Give him some uh, <laughs> like how they would score a porno. Yeah, give him some That's Phantom <laughs> Menace. Do give him some Phantom Menace. I'm just gonna give him chopsticks. Oh, no, He's just getting chopsticks for everything. Just everything. And that hey, there's tension right there. Yeah, it's tension for like wondering when this is gonna end. Like when is this song gonna end? Exactly. What's going on? Like when is this series gonna end? God damn it. I'm so tense right now. I do see some banter points. Yeah, I wanted to uh, jump in because there's some stuff going on with the Hellboy here. I, I have seen... not heard anything kind. Yeah. To be completely honest, I was so pumped to see the new Hellboy. Are you a fan of Hellboy? Yeah, man, I like Hellboy. I I, I more so fuck with Neil Marshall heavy, man. Like, okay. I really like Neil Marshall, and it's such a shame that this is crashing and burning because... He did some like he did some of my favorite horror films, man. I mean, yeah. Descent is like probably one of my favorite horror films of all time, like straight up. And and Dog Soldiers is fucking great too. Oh, Dog oh Soldiers! Oh my is god, awesome. I forget about that movie. That is yeah. a good movie. That is a yeah. Descent. That's the one with the weird pasty cave dwellers, the, right? Yes, that's okay. the girls. In Honestly, the that's a pretty accurate representation. <laughs> yeah, that, that is. Exactly that is, and then the happened. second one is just like complete lunacy. Yeah. Like yeah. come out of like just, blood just, water and shit, just out of the front, just out of control horror. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I haven't seen it yet. But I mean, we were we were talking about yeah, it's rated R. I'm waiting for. I'm honestly waiting for on demand at this point. Yeah. It's everybody's just like, I you don't hear convoluted a lot, but <laughs> I, when you hear it, it hits you hard because it's not a word they sling lightly when it comes to films. But I saw convoluted mess. Convoluted mess. On someone's review for this, I wish I had had it, but I saw that I was like, "Ooh, he's not going to get off Stranger Things with shit like that." No, he's not. Yeah, I mean, like, and I'm not sure. I haven't seen it either, but I'm assuming that he does the entire origin story of Hellboy in the film. Yeah. So I feel like that's probably where a lot of the convoluted mess comes from because it's so much easier to just jump in the middle of shit and be like, "Hey, we already know who Hellboy is. I don't need the whole origin story. Just throw me in some shit." Oh, yeah, we got the world th- is already established. Yeah, we got three basically origin stories fucking, yep. you know, before. It's the same. Yeah. It's, it's basically the same shit, you know. But uh, yeah, that's where Spider-Man Homecoming did it, right? Yeah. It's right into the story. Right you don't need it. to know who this is. You know. Yeah. So we, we've seen it a million times. Yeah. So this says that ambitious Hellboy feels like a monster mashup of. Is that say 90s horror? Or 90, 80s? You're you. 90s 90s horror so because i i mean they got they got some shape shifting in the trailer it looks like they just they throw got... everything at you yeah. that they have and then they throw david harbour and the hellboy <laughs> makeup in it and they're like all right now say lines say this one line <laughs> and then and, he's and, just and, like what am i looking at and they're like when you see it you'll be like that's a lot of shit going on around yeah, and mila I wonder what she turns into. She probably turns into like a sexy dragon or something. I don't know if she shapeshifts, man. I think she's just like a badass sorceress or something. Turns into a dragon and tries to eat a blonde princess. (laughs) 
right. Next castle. You know what the you know what the, fu- you know what the worst part about that joke was is you cracked up. <laughs> He was just completely blank faced. Completely lost. It was just. No, welcome. I thought about Mortal Kombat where Luke Kane turns into a fucking dragon and oh. that, the first thing. Oh, oh see, I, Angel I, just jizzed. I just saw it land on the keyboard. Yeah. Did you? You talking about the movie or the video game? No, the movie. Like, oh. what is it, Mortal Kombat Two? Yeah, that's the. That's. I think that that is the. That's uh, number two. Yeah. Yeah, the best CGI work I've ever seen in that, in that movie. I don't the even want it. That's a series I want them to reap. Like, of all the shit they keep rebooting, Mortal reboot Kombat. fucking Mortal Kombat. At yeah, least give us some, like, you have a reason to just make a crazy splatter, gross out, yeah. kung fu, like, everything that, that movie would sell out that weekend. Just yeah. nothing but dicks in the audience. Remember remember that, uh, that uh, fan film, like, 12 years ago. I was so upset when I first watched that because I didn't realize it was a fan film. I was like, yeah. Michael J. White? Yeah. And shit, like, they're going all out. This guy just ate this motherfucker's head. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. it's like a fan film. And I was like... You better make that into a like, goddamn that means movie. That, like, I don't know. Ryan Reynolds did it with Deadpool, and now we got Deadpool crammed up our asses. I don't know why they can't just do it with that. Somebody... The people have seen that and gone past. I don't know. The first movies were garbage, and they fucking made <laughs> a shit of, ton of money. Fate of the world. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, that's. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why we just awkwardly I don't know locked why that eyes. Just brought we just to a screeching. We just locked. It, we world, locked man. eyes, and it was that was it. Crisis, right when uh, speaking of crisis, uh, the new Star Wars trailer dropped. All right, I've been waiting for you to get yay, to this. Yay or nay? I cried. You cried? Mandy cried. Come on, man. I can testify to that. I, I got <laughs> tears in my eyes. You liked The Last Jedi, the last one? I hated The Last Jedi. Okay. I hated Solo. Yeah. They owe us. They fu- I was talking to Leo <laughs> Pond about this. But I thought they were done with Skywalker, so what the fuck's this about the rise of Skywalker? First of all, it's fucking Star Wars, all right? Yeah, yeah, they yeah. come back as ghosts, Angel. It does happen. <laughs> It happens so, in every single spoiler, one of them. Spoiler. Well, that's what I'm talking about because like people are like they're so hyped. They're like, yeah, did you hear fucking Palpatine's laugh at the end? I'm like, First no, that's all, a ghost, bro. That's a ghost in the Death Star. That's Palpatine's come. I think he's gonna pop back up. No, because As, that, that that erases when fucking Darth Vader threw him down the fucking you know hole what? and I, fuck you if you I don't. That. I don't think. J.J. Abrams gives a fuck what you think. Yeah, he's trying to erase. Think, my, he's trying to erase my past. I think he's going. I fucked up with Last Jedi. No, let's, dude. The fact. All right, you want to know when I cried? I feel like I got to explain that to yeah, you because you looked me. at me like I was fucking metal. <laughs> there was I. It was a rush of emotions. It wasn't like a sad cry. It was like <laughs> the second I saw the second it opens <laughs> with fucking Mark Hamill already. You're like, oh no, god, his talk, his voiceover yeah. work. Which Magnificent. Is, unless, it's Magnifique. In, unless it's in a fucking reboot about a doll. Um, yeah. Oh, well, they already did that. Robot Chicken, like 10 <laughs> years ago. Um, Mark Hamill doing the voiceover. Billy D. Yes. Fucking Lando Calrissian. flying the fucking Falcon. With Chewie, which, too. Which I believe High he fiber. even told Han, I'm going to get my shit back. And he then did. they show him flying and going, ha-ha! I got my shit, bro. So there's Lando, and then my heart was like... And then Carrie Fisher giving the hug with Luke Skywalker going, 
We will always be with you. They did that shit on purpose. They never it was, leave. It was pay it forward in a trailer form. That what? shit Holy was shit. That pay shit. Forward fuck, reference. That shit. That's it. Uh, Carrie Fisher he's got only stabbed listened, in the school. He only yard. listened to six episodes. Yeah. I attest that pay it forward is a movie yeah. that if you can make it through that, that movie was designed to destroy you. That's, That's like how a, I feel about Million Dollar Baby, man. Million Dollar Baby fucked me up. I never saw that. That's the one. Uh, it'll fuck you up. Don't watch it. That's, <laughs> it'll fuck. It, million Dollar Baby. Will, Is that what she gets fucking knocked out and she hits her head? You. I'm not going to tell you. Right. I'm not going to. We don't spoil things Wait, for it's each got, other. That's, that's, that's Boys Don't Cry, right? Boy, that's. What? Are you talking about? Is that Hillary Swank? Yeah, yeah. Boys yes, Don't Cry. Hi- it's Hillary Swift. <laughs> yeah, that's that's her. Don't even bring She's up the, the one movie where you can watch all the dead people breathing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we've had this conversation. Already. I just don't understand why she got an Oscar nomination, but she don't know how to hold her breath for five seconds. <laughs> Fucking dead. I'm so dead. <laughs> you hear her sigh at one point and she farts. It's weird. But... I don't know. I'm, I, I'm I will. I'm on the fence. No, man. no. I'm on the fence. You're, we're going to get having... fired from the dorkening because this. Leo oh, is like, oh, he's my like, God, he's... I have a boner. Yeah, he's already writing the letter. But uh, I'm on the fence, man. I really gave. Uh, what's the other one? The Force Awakens. I felt like I'm like, I already seen this movie. I, I will admit felt... that Force Awakens was a fucking was a, was essentially a re a reboot a, yeah. rema- a remake a remake you know and then I did not and I will not watch the last Jedi. last Jedi held so much promise the only thing that I can say in defense of the last Jedi is fucking is you I haven't watched like, it I heard uh... there's like blue milk titties and shit in there. there's blue milk titties in it but there's fucking Yoda oh I heard he was terrible it's a puppet. Yeah. And they bring them. I cried when they showed that. And then oh, I cried at the end because I wasted fucking $14 on it just to be happy for one second when the puppet popped oh, up. Oh, boy. But yeah, now what? Is, so you saw the trailer. What are you what are you thinking? What are you thinking, man? Man, this may this may get me um, kicked off the podcast, but I don't really give a fuck about Star Wars, to be honest, man. Yeah, like yeah. the Force Awakens gave us the best Darth Vader moment ever. Right. Yeah. I mean, like. Like that, that portion of the force, or I'm sorry, uh, uh, Rogue One, Rogue One gave us. Oh, I, was gonna, I was looking at you. I was like, right, yeah, no, no, right. no, no, yeah. I, I'm trying to remember correctly. So I was about Star to. I was. Film. I'm close to the mic. So I was about to pull his connection <laughs> until I heard that. I'll give him that. Rogue One. Rogue One. Yeah, yeah. That five minutes yeah. in Rogue One. Not even five minutes. It was like a minute and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. So you know, I was really excited for Rogue One because that's like that was like a boots on the ground, like actual stakes right happening gareth edwards i really like gareth edwards yeah but you know um and i watched solo only because bradford young shot it so i was really fascinated to see like what his take would be uh that's the guy that you know shot arrival um and he did like this single source lighting and all the practical effects so i enjoyed it for that aspect but yeah man i don't have like a star wars fandom bone in my body like i watched the trailer and i was like all right i feel like i've seen 99 percent of this yeah. shit before yeah um Hold on. Are you a Lord the of the Rings fan, though? The what? Are you a Lord of the Rings fan, though? Yeah. Uh, all right. So yeah. they're having a Randall moment over here from Clerk from Clerks too. So different realms, but <laughs> yeah, different strokes, man. Yeah. 
but yeah, but no, yeah, like, I will I will say in defense of the Last Jedi, you know, not that that I need to defend anything Star Wars related to you guys, but I, I like the aspect of him saying like, hey, like let shit die so that we can build a new world. Like I really appreciate that, especially when you're in this realm of film where every fucking Marvel movie, there's no consequences. Like you already know what's gonna happen, right? Like. It, uh, everything that is being built around these franchises is all just so that people can kind of get excited about something they've seen 10 or 15 other times. Like, yeah, it's yeah. frustrating to me. No, hundred percent. So yeah, I'm going to go with nay on that. Fuck you. I'm going to go with nay. You just got us fired. You just got us fucking fired from the door. Listen, Leo, bro, come at Leo, me, bro. Come Leo, at me, bro. Leo doesn't know how to take a swing at somebody. Let's no, be <laughs> come at me. He's got bro. Kevin. He's got Kevin for that. Oh, Knuckles? Yeah, all right. You got a knuckle. You got a knuckle. Ass knuckles. Shout out to those guys at the Dorkin and uh, Wicked Horror Show. Speaking of shout outs. Yeah, what's up? Oh, 60 Second Horror, right? Apparently, we're sponsors. Yeah, we we are sponsors. When did that happen? Uh, I saw the post for it, and I was like, what the fuck is Angel doing? What? What am I? What do you mean? It's like like we're on the list. We're sponsors with a big post, and here's our thing, and... I don't have internet. Right I was like, I was like, what? When did this happen? All right, cool. I'm not. It, it's a. I mean, Mandy brought the concept to us. She yeah, taught, she did. And it sounded cool. And somehow we, where did he go? Yeah, Apparently, it became. Uh, we became sponsors on it. Yeah. So basically, they uh, they're doing short films too. But the requirement is that they're sixty seconds. Long, that's it. So you have to tell your story in sixty seconds. You can do it on a phone. You can yeah. do it on. You can. Do it in any format you want. Do it, however, do it however you want, man. And then I believe the what are the proceeds going to? Uh, bringing that up right now. Oh, way to be prepared. <laughs> what the fuck? Dude, listen, very professional here. Uh, it's all the profits uh, go to the Charleston Animal Society. Um, but like I said, it's a horror film challenge based out of Charleston, South Carolina. And the, they are open for submissions right now. Just go to 60secondhorror.com. And uh, check it out. Check out their website. Unless your name is Dave Zagorski. Yeah. Don't. Don't. Zagorski. Speaking of Zagorski, Agawam. If you're local and listening, look no further than Agawam (laughs) Family Cinemas for your relaxed old school viewing experience. Located at 866 Southfield Street in Agawam, Mass. Follow their Facebook at facebook.com slash Cinemas and check out the site for showtimes on agawamcinemas.org. You like how I did that? That's Agawam Cinemas. Yeah. Come watch it here. <laughs> I don't know. That's fair. I know. We need a slogan at least. You need some coffee. Me? Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. We have very active lifestyles. It's not all wandering the countryside aimlessly or scaring passing motorists. We all love a good cup of joe. And there's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. Bold, robust, delicious. It's coffee that can wake the dead. (laughs) With over a dozen different roasts and flavors, Deadly Grounds can satisfy the most finicky of coffee addicts. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds Coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly.
so disgusting. Hey guys, we're Chuck and Brad. We're two comedians who do the Chuck and Brad podcast, a pop culture podcast based out of Rhode Island. We just wanted to let you know that we're going on a short comedy tour called Chuck and Brad Reimagine the Avengers. It's our own comedic retelling of the original Avengers movie, and we're touring the shows the same weekend that Avengers Endgame comes out. So come get a refresher and a new spin on the original Avengers movie before you go see Endgame. Thursday, April 25th, we'll be in Hartford, Connecticut at the CT Comedy Theater with B.J. Quagan, Andrew Morgan, and Stosh Makita. Saturday, April 27th, we'll be in New York City at the Pit Loft with Impractical Jokers tour opener Jiggy, Impractical Jokers writer Casey Jost, and UCB veteran Lisa Kleinman. Sunday, April 28th, we'll be at Laugh Boston with John Tilson, Logan O'Brien, Tyler Swain, and Dan Hall. All event info and tickets at chuckandbradpodcast.com. Every night we'll have the comics open up the show and we'll close with our live retelling of The Avengers. And for a tiny bit of background, we've done the podcast for 10 years. We've had on great guests like Jeff Tremaine, the director of the Jackass movies, the bands Bowling for Soup, Less Than Jake, Real Big Fish, Big D and the Kids Table, and many, many more. And if you're a big podcast listener, you might know me from uh, Tell Em Steve Dave. I work on film projects for the podcast Tell Em Steve Dave, which is made up of uh, Walton Bryant from AMC's Comic Book Men and Quinn from True TV's Impractical Jokers. I consistently do the film work for the Tell Em Steve Dave Patreon. So come on out, support this very weird live comedy show, and hopefully more and more podcasts will start doing their own live alternative shows. Once again, that's Chuck and Brad Reimagine the Avengers, New York City, Hartford, and Boston. See you at the end of the month. ChuckandBradPodcast.com who knows spirituality more than the Irish? Unfortunately, banshees and leprechauns don't translate well over to horror without fucking Steve Gutenberg or driving tiny cars of death driven by Warwick Davis. Tonight, we get dark and invoke the guardian spirits and ask for a favor with tonight's guest's film choice, 2016's A Dark Song. Yeah! Did I, I didn't do it? That bit. Done this three times. Once it worked, twice it didn't. I have to hear his voice again. This is your last chance to back out. Seal it. You do know what we're taking on. A shifting consciousness. Becoming one with the ceremony. Pure. And may all my transgressions be washed. This is real stuff we're playing with. Real angels, real demons. Make me choose How do we know that it started? You'll see it soon enough. May my light be here now. May be protecting me. Drink it! Just remember who's paying for this. Do you know the ritual? No. You agreed to do whatever I said. Sorry. Sorry, Mr. Solomon. Sorry, Mr. Solomon. Take off your jeans. And may all my transgressions be washed. And my transgressions be washed. And make me chaste and pure. Washed and chaste and pure. Make me chaste and pure. May my light be here now. May my light be here. May my light guiding me. Guiding me. Protecting me. Protecting me. Protecting me.
not your son. I know. And may all my transgressions be washed and make me just. Is that the price of our rage? Embrace it. Don't fear it. May my light be here now, guiding me. No, 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 don't cross the line. We'll be stuck here forever. Maybe we should stop. We can't stop. I need you to be driven. Protecting me. Protecting me. All right. So uh, what we got here? Synopsis. A determined young woman and a damaged Damaged occultists risk their lives and souls to perform a dangerous ritual that will grant them what they want. A Dark Song is a 2016 Irish independent horror film written and directed by Liam Gavin and starring Steve Oram yep. and Catherine Welker. Walker. Yep. Walker. Whoa. And then you got the little kid. Uh, he was just, I think, in a picture, kind of like a la... Uh, what's his Were you paying chickens? attention to the movie? He's chickens? in it. It's more, he, he pops up. Oh, he does? You told me to pay attention <laughs> while watching this. And you totally. I thought he was just a picture the whole he time. He pops anyway, up. So we got Nathan Voss, but he was red. You could click him. Really? He was red. I never saw that on Wikipedia. That means so that means somebody made a link and didn't put anything in there. Uh, all right. So he plays Jack, her son. It was released in select theaters and digital streaming platforms on April 28th, 2017. It is Gavin's directorial debut. And yeah. what a fucking debut it was. Yes, it was. I'm going to just come right out and say that I am very happy that uh, Mr. Eunice here suggested this film. Yeah, so uh, taglines, not everything can be forgiven. Oh, yeah. I feel like that's slightly... I like that. slightly Racist? Misleading. Oh, misleading. Racist. I, what the I fuck? I don't know. Where, <laughs> what? Not everything can be forgiven. I don't know. Fucking. So, Reparation? What yeah. Are you talking about? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Unforgiven. <laughs> Unforgiven. Uh, he getting dark with us now. <laughs> That's a real dark song right there. Yeah. Um, so there's three people in this, plus all the other bullshit fucking. You didn't deep, need any more. No. So. Like we said, uh, you picked this movie. Um, so is this movie awesome? Fuck yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. I honestly, I'm watching this movie and you're like, pay attention and I'm paying attention. This movie is the definition of a slow burn. Oh, it is. But it's a slow burn that keeps you engrossed. There's just enough going on. Yeah, little kernels. That you want to keep going. I honestly found uh, Joseph Solomon in this. As much of a fucking piece of shit that this guy was, I couldn't stop watching him. Yeah. It's yeah. like you're waiting, and he's just a piece of shit. And he's like, it's coming. And he's like smashing plates and fucking eat this mushroom. And yeah. fucking, I just, I really, like, I was kind of blown away by this film. It wasn't what I was expecting. What I would like to know is what made him, what made Zeeshan here. Uh, pick this film because he suggests he, you know, every now and then we do let a guest pick their pick their poison. I didn't even know that this movie existed. So, yeah. So I think that probably answers the question, right? Like 99% of the people that I've talked to about this film, I've never even heard of it. So to me, like as much as I can push it out into the world, I feel like it's doing the film justice because 
not only is it fucking amazing, like as a as a feature debut, but it's just an amazing film flat out. Yeah. And and totally unique. And I mean, when's the last time you've seen anything even remotely get close to talking about what this film is talking about? Uh, I, I mean, yeah. It's. I don't think I've ever seen a film. No, like, not, films go yeah, into to this the, extent. It's yeah. procedural. Yeah. Totally. It's, yep. It's legit. Because, uh, like, I mean, I've I've read about dark, dark arts and magic and this is that also kind of the, shit. Joseph Solomon's the type of guy that I would expect to be into that kind of shit too. Yeah. Just looking at it like you know, he's that kind of guy that reads the books on yeah. the shit that you don't. The underbelly of the world. Yeah. Well, his thing. His thing. What I got from him was that like it's a uh, something that became obsessive or some kind of obsession to him um, at some point in his life. You know what I mean? Because like he says, uh, you know, you you get through this and you get what you. You know, you get to ask for what you want, you know, that type mm-hmm. of deal. And then I, I'm assuming after whatever he's done throughout his life, you know, and it culminates to, you know, them asking, like, what are you going to ask for? Sure. And, and he's just like, invisibility. And she's like, you fucking idiot. <laughs> and he's like, no, I'm not talking about, like, to be invisible. I'm talking about to, like, not be on this realm. All right, I missed that. Grid, yeah. Yeah. I missed that part of this film because all I know is like invisible, and yeah. then I missed his explanation. It was like, I would, you just made it a little different to me. I was watching the whole rest of this movie, going, "This motherfucker, he's gonna vanish at some point." <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. He just wants to be off the grid. You know, I like his character because he's like, um, right? He's like a representation of of not fantasizing about what the dark arts is, but is just living with it. Right? He's like. Yeah. It's a reality. I understand it. But more importantly, I respect the shit out of it. Like, yeah. I understand the weight of it as opposed to people coming in and asking for like, oh, I want to be rich. I want to be famous. He's yeah, like, yeah. no, you don't understand what this process is yet. Yeah. He like wasn't 18 of insanity. Yeah. He wasn't like all goth goth kid about it. No, he totally. was, he was yeah. like angry. Brian Posen. He was a he was like a dude, dude. Yeah. Yes. Just like a regular fucking. Thank you, dude. Now, I'm just I'm kind of frothing at the mouth here because oh, we frothing. have a filmmaker at the mouth. We have a filmmaker. Well, I, I just want you to think it's froth. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, we have a filmmaker on here. So I would love to hear Hill hear a filmmaker's perspective yes. on the like a little breakdown of this film from a filmmaker's. Yeah, yeah. Let's cover of some of the like the plot points, some of the tropes or like the beats. I'd like to hear before we get into that the aesthetics of the film. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's one of the most beautiful films I think I've seen in a long time. You know, the cinematography. It's it's and it, it, we channeled a lot of it in prefigured, right? So you kind of can see some of the similarities where everything's intentional. It's really wide. Yep. Right. You don't feel like the closeness of the characters. You actually feel how isolated they are in their larger environment. So it makes this house feel massive. It does. Huge ceilings, really wide hallways. Um, they're kind of these pawns in, in the greater space of everything around them. Uh, so everything that they do visually just pushes the story along and it takes you just like by your fucking pinky, like just takes you to this, like carries you to this really weird spot where you are finding out everything the same time the character is which is a very difficult thing to do, right? It's the difference between horror and suspense, right? Suspense is understanding what's going to happen and what the implications are for the character. And horror is, oh, I'm also in the seat right next to you and I have no idea what the fuck is going on. Yeah, yeah. 
that's the beauty of this film is you find out exactly when she does, you know, so Solomon knows what's happening, but he's like so far from the picture sometimes that you're just sitting here with her as she unravels and and gets closer to her kid. And you've kind of feel like her trauma a little bit more too. So yeah, yeah, I think it's a masterpiece, man. I'm obsessed with it. Totally obsessed. Cause like his, his, his character, like you said, he was so far removed sometimes. Cause like his character was just more of a, you know, she was the she was the person in charge of the rituals. He was more there as a guide mm-hmm. to her. You know what I mean? Like he's been there, done that type of deal. And yeah. um, but as the movie progressed, you know, like his involvement, and like you said, you know, like it became like more in like entwined, you know, entangled into each other because they. At one point, they're playing, you know, playing off of each other's, I guess, like hate or rage or like their emotions, whatever this scale of emotions, the emotions they were going through, you know, and then to and then to the point where he was like, you're fucking lying to me. Like, yeah, this is this should I know I've done this enough to know that like something should happen. Yeah, Mm -hmm. something's not lining up right. We've gone through every fucking you know, lying in this book, we've opened up the fucking squares. We've done this. You've, I'm fucking, yeah. and then that, like that scene when, uh, you know, he's like fucking throws her on the table and fucking you fucking liar. And she's like, I want revenge, you know, basically. Yeah. And then he's just yeah. like, you fucking cunt. Like, why didn't you <laughs> yeah. fucking lie to? Like, you're not doing this for me. This is, this is for you. You know what I mean? Like, you're lying. You basically lied to yourself this whole time. Sure. You know, and you're fucking wasting my time. And then that night when he gets drunk, he wakes her up. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, are you been drinking? Nah, bitch. Just uh, take a dip in the fucking water. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and she's fucking pissed off. And he's like, what? She's like, you almost fucking killed me. He's like, no, you're, you're reborn. That yeah, honestly, you're good. Now you're clean. You fucking. Mm-hmm. I very much like this film. I want to put this like I'm gonna. This has become a suggestion film to me to yeah. suggest to people. I we get this. I think I don't know if you do. I get asked a lot because yeah, we do the I show. Do. I do. Like, what, what should I watch? Something I watch, and I always have to put films into different kind of like. This person was a fan of this kind of film. Yeah, yeah. This, you can't like sit there and go. Somebody goes, I really liked. Uh, Shaun of the Dead and you're like you should watch Hereditary yeah. like yeah. shit yeah. like that but yeah, I yeah. this is a film to me that I would direct towards that Hereditary fan base yep. it mm-hmm. had that mm-hmm. same visceral nature to it mm-hmm. like this movie is a steamroll it is yeah but I also want to give this movie props because this movie went big it did in the end which we we constantly bash yeah. on this show totally. is that modern horror nowadays has this problem that um, I feel, and I think you agree, and I know Mandy agrees, that modern horror nowadays, they go way too big at the end. And it always fucking, like, derails the rest of the film. That was always our issue with, like, the the whole Conjuring Universe films. The first two movies are great, but they go fucking, like, they go all out at the end, and it it ruins the film. This film goes, I mean, this film goes huge. Yeah, it does. Seriously, huge angel. Yeah, I, we 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 spoil. Mm. Yeah, we're, spo- it. we're spoiling knows. it. That's why oh, we yeah, play. Yeah, that's we, that. you yeah, didn't I hear the PSA at the beginning. We play a yeah. PSA. <laughs> Everybody knows. But the thing is, like, even that part it that worked. Yeah, 
where you're yes. like where you think like you would look at a scene like that and i was like from like what's been happening throughout the whole movie you know everything was so human and you know small at the beginning you know with mm-hmm. just the interactions between the two people in the house you know their their dynamic to then the being immersed in the you know that other realm that she tapped into and sure. you know kind of like a it gave me the basement gave me a feel of like the void i know that this you know this and, movie was I was waiting the whole time. I was like, this bitch is going to step outside. You knew it was yeah, coming yeah, watching yeah. this. Oh, yeah, I didn't yeah, know yeah. how it was going to happen because the way, it, you know, he, he ends up dying. Yeah. And she bails. But when in a she. Great, in a great, great way, too, because. like That he, shit was hard to watch. Yeah. He was like, I'm fuck. I'm a warrior. You know, yeah. and that scene the whole time. And that scene. No, and, and he understands, right? He understands, like, when he gets hurt, he's like, this is what I get yeah. for hurting you, right? Like, yeah. this is the universe balancing itself out. Like, if Solomon would have been an asshole or been mad at her for what happened to him, yeah. like, it would have ruined the whole dynamic between them. And that's why when she, like, buries him and does, like, this ritualistic burial and puts him out to sea, technically, you yeah. know, it's like, you feel for her. You feel for their dynamic. Um yeah, man, it's a it's 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 such a unique film, and there's nothing else like it. I feel that I've ever seen. Yeah, and it reminds me so much of The Witch in, in the sense that it it does go out super big at the end, but it respects the topic and it takes its time. So yeah. when you get there, it means something. Correct. You know, it, it means something. That's the most important part. And that's and that's why I accepted that scene. It's okay. so fucking grandiose yeah. and yeah. big. And she even says, you know, it, you're beautiful. Yeah. It's such a big, bright, lit, the mm. total opposite of the whole fucking feel of the film yeah. to give yeah. you that impact of the arrival, yeah, finally, yeah. of the angel. The guardian angel. And I was so fucking scared. <laughs> when they showed him, I was like, all right, he ain't moving. I like the positioning. Like, he was yeah, crouched yeah. with the sword. Like, I'm crushed in this room. He looked like he was down to lit. You know, that's, yeah. it seemed like that positioning of him with the sword was intentional. Like, yeah, how sure. they would bow to, like, bow to, you know, quote, unquote, God to listen to what they had to say. And yeah. then he doesn't move. And then when I was like, if that thing opens its mouth and talks, this better be fucking perfect or yeah, this will yeah. ruin everything dude and it and was the, perfect he yeah. doesn't say a, he, you it, can't hear he, him he mouths it, it's he's whispering but even and the, the sound even, design is crazy yeah right but even shit. even the whisper you can, you can hear the silence yeah. is what i felt like like you could hear mm-hmm. how quiet it was like it was yeah. so you know that's so silent that you can hear well, the whole house shook, and fucking, that's how you know. But like, when they're, fo- I'm saying when they showed him whisper, yeah, I love when they do that in films where it's so silent yeah. that you can hear, like, the sound oh, yeah, frequencies yeah, yeah. Yeah. of yeah. everything. Like, he's saying with his thing with the dropping of the pen, the reverberation, yeah, yeah. like, he's mm-hmm. moving his mouth, and it's almost like you can hear a slight frequency of his mouth moving. Yeah, sure. And, but yeah. it was so fucking impactful. To yeah. me. And, and, and there's two things about that scene, too, is like it happens right after she literally walks out of hell. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So she's in this horrifying environment with like these practical effects and these physical, literal physical manifestations of demons. Yeah. And she drags herself bloody and beaten and stabbed up Fucking into the fingers huge, cut off. Yeah. Yeah. 
into this huge, crazy fucking light. And then you see this angel who's like a, a, a representation of like Catholicism to her, right? Which yeah, is like yeah. classic angel has a sword and armor. Like that's what I consider, yeah. you know, an angel to Catholicism. And then boom, it's right there. Yeah. White eyes, like fucking crazy. The eyes, so like, the eyes were fucking bugging me out, dude. Like I yeah. was... It like was reflective. I like that there were no wings. Can I? Yeah, let's did, put, did that fit with anybody else? Like, I was so glad they didn't like try to add wings to him. It just looked mm-hmm. like a heavenly soldier. Yeah, that's yeah, basically totally. what it was. Basically, you know, yeah. to, well, I get that, that. That's fucking what it was. He was wearing fucking. Yeah. He had a sword and a fucking helmet yeah. on. But I'm he saying, like, like, hey, uh, what do you what do you want? It was just. Yeah, it's we'll like it. it's <laughs> like these guys did their homework. No, and, this, and they knew, like, all right, we're going to put a giant fucking golden angel in here. <laughs> Maybe we don't need wings on him. Like, no. shit, like. <laughs> yeah, no, and that's the thing, like, going to that, like we were saying earlier, like, the go big, like, that's mm-hmm. human, like, that's a fucking. That's a choice. That's, that's a, a huge choice. Yeah, that's a huge choice to have that. But the thing is, and like you said, like, but I, but it was I was so into the film and the pacing and everything that was up to that point that I like I was just like, I accept this. This is what's supposed to be. This is what we've all worked together mm-hmm. to get to, you know, so she yep. can get her answer. You know yep. what I mean? And it was just like, fuck. So let me. I'm curious. What did you guys think of her asking for um, the ability to forgive instead of revenge? How did you guys feel about that? Um. To me, I because I feel like she had a change of, of mind, I guess, because of, you know, Solomon's passing and then what she saw him go through and basically what he did to himself, because that was like a penance to himself. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like he could have been like, like, I'm out of here. You know what I mean? Even if he knew he was stuck in the loop, like he yeah. was stuck in the loop. But I felt like she changed because like she changed because she changed through the whole ordeal. You know what I mean? Yeah. She became new. You know what I mean? She went through the thing with Solomon uh, more, basically the rebirth of her when he drowned her and like all this stuff. And like, so she went through the whole full gamut of restoration. So I I felt like that was a good choice at the end because she realized like, all right, this is like a heavenly thing. Like if I, don't break this cycle now that I will never heal. You know what I mean? Sure. And then I'll be stuck in this loop mentally, not physically. Yeah. Forever. The choice of forgiveness was perfect to mm-hmm. the end. You know what I mean? Because now she can truly move on. Yeah. You know, from the whole ordeal. Oh, is it my turn? Yeah, your turn. Sorry, man. I was just you put after, your back you put after, your fucking back to me and you I guys did. are just I was like hey, staring into each other's eyes and shit. I figured I would just sit here and <laughs> check my email real quick. Yeah. So um, what do you think, Ryan? I love the forgiveness aspect. I saw it coming from a mile away, to okay. be completely honest. When she did the whole I don't forgive yeah. thing, uh, I was yeah. like, that's gonna come into play later on. Yeah. I didn't know how. I mean, because in all honesty, the last 10 minutes of this film, 15 minutes of this film, it's all bets off. The second she yeah. stepped out of that house, I had no idea what was going on. Yeah, it was 20 minutes left in the movie. When 20 she minutes? Took, yeah. When she I didn't, I never, I was like, 
I didn't know if an angel was going to come. I mean, at one point you're watching this going, maybe this guy's full of shit, and that's going to be the whole reveal on this. Yeah. Yeah. But I love that. I love that. That's how they executed it. I sure. love that she did that, and then you're kind of watching it like, all right, she curveballed this because they could have just gone all, you know, fuck you. I want revenge. Yeah. She didn't learn her lesson, but she chose. You know, I think the beauty of the angel and everything kind of. You know, if you're in the presence of something otherworldly like that, it's going to change you. It's probably probably an instantaneous change inside you. But the second she did that and then the angel gave that smile, yeah. like, that's yeah. what I that's what I wanted to hear. Like, yeah. I almost part of me is almost curious to go. What if that wasn't what she said? Yeah. Cast it down with the sodomites back in the basement. You go. Yeah. Like knows? that whole that whole thing. I kept it kept getting borderline to the point where I was getting scared of what it was going to do because it was all bets off. They could have fucked this whole thing up so easily, though. Yep. yep. It like perfect. It took every turn carefully and perfectly like she gets knocked unconscious by one of them. Like, all right, now they can fucking just knock her the fuck out. But then when it's dragging her through the house. And you're seeing the images moving around and shit. And then I'm like, all right, I like how this is done. And then she's in the basement. And then the finger cut and everything. It's almost, it was done with, it was done with a care for the viewer. And that's what this film wowed me was like the fact that they chose not to have sound going when they take this bitch's finger off. Like it almost made it harsher for me because you hear it in your own head. You like do. that scream, like you're you hear like it's almost like when you're reading a story. And I really felt that this film was just it was a brilliantly executed story. Like yeah. this would have yeah. worked on paper as well. Yeah. As sure. on film. I felt like yeah. the, the the director um was on a mission of just fucking keep going. Don't let up. Keep going. Mm-hmm. Even even though it was it's a, it's it's the slow, the slowest burn, like film that I've seen in a while, but it's yeah, it's yeah, yeah. so like on purpose, like it needed to just set the whole tone for the film. You know what I mean? Sure. That I felt like the director did not let up at all. You know what I mean? All the way to the end. You know, because even yeah. at the end, when the car passes her, she still like doesn't believe that. Like, is this, am I done? You know? Totally, yeah, yeah. That's you know? so brilliant, too, because you're sitting there as an audience member going, like, oh, is she still stuck in this loop? Like, yeah. is she free? And then that just that one car passing lets you breathe, finally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After, like, you know, the entire Holy movie, let shit. out a breath. What? I didn't even realize that till he said that. Like, yeah, that's yeah. what that was. Like, that yeah. just, yeah. I was like, oh, there's a car going by, and she's scared. Yeah, because she's looking yeah. at it, looking at it, and then when it passes by, she does, like, a little jump. Yep. And then she's like, "Okay, I'm I, I'm done." Yeah, and like, then and then credits right there. Boom. Like it's yeah, and, yeah, and he res he res that that director and writer Liam Gavin he respects his audience so much. Yeah. But I think more importantly is he respects his female character too, right? Like, yeah. so you know you could have been in a spot where you have this character objectify herself and like and, and be like a token like weak female right yeah, in yeah, the yeah. presence of all of this energy and having this male lead her through everything who knows all this stuff but it's never like that no. you know and then the and then that one sexual moment that is shared 
it's repulsive, right? Yeah. And you feel like shit about it. And Solomon's a piece of shit for it. I think and she I, knows he's a piece of shit for it. You yeah. Know, like, and I, but the thing is, is that she was willing to go through the sex, the sexual rit- rituals. He, as long he, as it was part of the ritual. Yeah, and then, yeah. you know, and that part, because I told you, because we were talking, and I was like, hey, I started watching the movie, and I paused it at that part, yeah. you know, because, like, even that part when he was like, she's like, all right, he's like, take off your clothes, bend over, and, like, all the shit, like, even though she's, and then the whole time she's like, this is part of it, right? Like, this is, yeah. this is for this, and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, you know, he fucking jerks off and then says, no, it's not. It was, that was for me. So I yep. so I'm not so distracted. And then yeah. she's just like, you fucking fucking yeah. piece of shit. Penis and then fucking pisses in his fucking morning soup. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like crazy, you said, man. like she's not. She's like, all right, you, you got that one. You know, but uh-huh. I'm gonna fucking piss. I'm gonna piss in your shit. And then, then she's just like. You can, ser- you can serve yourself, you piece How- of shit. I'm not hungry. How did he not even notice? That was a lot of pee poured into that dude, thing. That, was like, a, that dude didn't that notice that shit. That was a mason shit. jar of fucking, like, <laughs> she got extra, cabin fever extra cayenne pepper in that shit. No, but, like, and then that's what I told you. Like, that, that that's when I felt to me that the movie flipped. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that's because then they started, like, because up until that point, it was like, you know, they're both going on the same trajectory you know yep. and she's following and then when he does that fucking bullshit to her and then she realizes like all right so i'm really i'm i'm this is i'm this is me i'm by myself in this you i'm know in the I mean? driver's seat yeah, yeah yeah the power dynamic yeah totally. so it totally shifted and then that's when i was like i stopped it there because i felt like this movie is now gonna start fucking <sighs> coming down yeah. and i really gotta pay attention but yeah and like you said, the one sexual moment used in that to flip the fucking the dynamic of the film even was to me per fucking perfect. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. The exchange of power. I'd like to rate it. Stop! Stop jerking off, dude. Who me? No. Yeah, I, you're jerking each other <laughs> off over there. No, I'm just no. letting it happen organically. So uh, you want to rate it already? I do want to rate it. All right, I want to. What do you guys think? But real quick, loosely, the effects. Oh shit! The practical effects? Yeah, yeah, like the practicality of it and everything. Oh, I, the I, practicality I it, of the film or yeah. the practical effects? The practicality of the effects, my man. <laughs> it's a bit, a bit of both. A bit of both. I really dug what they did. I'm a, with uh, with the damned. At the end of it, I really dug the makeup job, the mm-hmm. the aesthetic that they went for with what they look like. Yep. I thought that that was very tastefully done. It was a little different. Yeah. Than what I would have been expecting, they could have gone like a like a demonic route or something. They look like um uh, like like a old Native American like a tribe esque. Yeah, kind of yeah. Thing. You know what I mean? Like that yeah, type of yeah, yeah. like war paint type of deal. Totally. You so know? I'd like. So I I felt that they were like to me post apocalyptic. Yeah. Like I felt like they were like if the world ended tomorrow, and I showed up and uh, saw what was going on that yeah. is who would be left right like like a completely mad, fucked. like a mad, yeah, max. mad men. Yeah. i'm sorry yeah mad max yeah mad men I, um I, was he go still, for it no i also wanted to give props to what i felt was like the only real pra- uh real 
really in your face practical effect in this, which was the uh, the knife through the side. Yeah. Which I could see how they did it, but I thought it was well executed. Yeah. If that mm-hmm. makes sense, like I could what it it's I could see how like I was because I was studying. I was like, how are they doing that? And then I realized it watching like how they would have set that up. Yeah, I could be totally wrong on it too. I mean, I didn't do it, but I thought it was. Uh, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of that knife getting pulled through. Sure, it kind of goes a little like she's pulling at it, and you yeah. they have the sound of her pulling it, but yeah. it's just not moving. And then suddenly it's through. Yeah. yeah, I like I like I like the effects of that stab wound afterwards. Yes. Because well, it's just like a bunch of blood pours out, right? Like yeah. super visceral in your face. Yeah, and uh, yeah. and then the and then the effects of of uh, sawing close a fucking gaping knife wound in the middle of a kitchen floor led led to sepsis. And see you later. Yeah, <laughs> and that part that part was cool to me when he was like, "I miss my sister." And then he he almost he like accepted like that he was dying. And he was like gonna tell her too, like. But I think at that point he realized like she's got to know I'm, I am, and then like yeah. that's his last word. Like I'm dead. Yeah. yeah. I like the uh, the dog too. Yeah. I the dog I... was just such a an imposing kind of presence throughout the whole film, and then when they actually show it, the reveal, it's like in the middle of this group of people, right? And it's yeah. just like this really eerie representation of the pure evil yeah. and all the things that you know that she's been conjuring on the negative aspect it's a really yeah. interesting take on on instead of showing a demon or whatever a, a manifestation of satan it's like this is the king of your realm right now this fucking dog it's pretty interesting yeah, yeah. and i like i like the play of them using her son's voice to try to get her to accept. That's like, what I was trying to figure out at one point where she's having the conversation through the door. Yeah, that part was awesome. With her son. And then I'm pretty sure the son's voice even goes like, you know what this is, right? Well, yeah, she says that, that like, because they had a couple couple interactions that one, when he wakes up, she wakes up in the middle of the night. And then like, he's like, I miss you, mommy. And then she's like, she's like, I miss you too, but you're not my son. And then he's like, no, I am. He's in here. Like, he's trying to get her to, like, open the door, mm-hmm. you know, and accept, accept, you know, whatever the darkness is behind there. And, uh, you know, but she but she won't. And then Solomon's like, that's not your kid. And she's like, I know. And then, like, the, the next whatever morning or a couple mornings, he's like, and, like, scratching, sniffing on, around the door jam. And then he's like, mommy, yeah. open the door. She's like, you know, my mommy. He's like, oh, you're right. I'm just some fucking... <laughs> Content. Oh well, when she <laughs> using your kid's voice to try to scare yeah. you, <laughs> I was like, "Are you serious?" <laughs> uh, but that's when you missed when they showed the sun oh, in the part? house, or not that particular part. But when she gets knocked oh, out, yeah, she sees the old lady, yeah. and then the sun's right behind him, yeah. and she like kind of walks towards it, and then that's when the dude's like, "Hurry!" Yeah. And that yep. that part was silent too. That old lady was fucking terrifying looking. When you get the horrifying, fir- when you get the first glimpse, when she's like doing, where she's having the dream at the beach, yep. and she sees the sun, and the old lady like turns her head. Yep. All I could hear was like, "Boo!" No, like was, that lady was fucking <laughs> Lamia, awful looking, dude. 
probably. No, that was beyond Lamia. That was like something out of like the Princess Bride to play a witch oh, or yeah. something. Like that shit was fucking. Robin rat- Hood Men in Tights Witch? No, Robin more uh, <laughs> worse. Uh, the other Robin Hood, the one that's worse than that one. The one with Kevin Costner, that oh, witch, Jesus. but with like a fucking elongated rat face. Oh, so uh, Angelica Houston and witches. There you go. There we go. There's a good one. Fair enough. All right, so we know that they cover a lot of the dark art stuff, and you know, and I feel like I don't know too much about it, but it seems like it's they went fully like this is this is it, like you know the signs, the 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 separating of the the realms, the cards, the 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 seance stuff, and all that stuff. So I know that he mentions like when she brings out, he's like, you know, have you been studying? taking care of your body and all that stuff. And then she's like, what do you want to do? And then she b- busts out like the book of, uh, how do you say it? Abermelon? Yeah, Abermelon. Abermelon. Abermelon, something like so that. So just a little synopsis of that. It's the ritual performed in this movie is the Abermelon operation, an occult rite attempted by Gnostics such as Aleister Crowley. And the ritual is meant to obtain the knowledge and conversation of the ritualist's guardian angel so is this if i'm am i led to believe that this is you go through a dark path to get to the light you uh, have so to it's, it's, oh, utah. go ahead go no ahead. utah uh, i was gonna take a shot in the dark but you jumped on that yeah, like yeah. i know <laughs> yeah i do want to hear your shot in the dark though so keep that All right. in your back pocket because i want to hear that shit uh so it's basically like uh, it's a series of books and the second one particular is the Abermelon operation but the point of it is to to conjure and wrangle the your your guardian angel. But through that, you have to address these certain kings and lords of hell, right? So it's like understanding the entire process and wrangling your own personal demons yep. so that you can achieve, uh, you know, an enlightened state by talking directly to your guardian angel. And you can't get to that point without completely stripping yourself as a human understanding your most your most basic needs and addressing all of your own personal demons and kind of making the veil between our world and their world super fucking thin so that all these doors are open and everybody runs in uh, and that's what those squares are for to kind of address that capture those things so you can get to your guardian angel yeah, Brian. Exactly. What were you gonna say? Oh, no, that I was it. Hear. That was exactly what exactly I was, that. No, that uh, was uh, no. I felt I was feeling like it was. Um, you had to prove yourself through that you were willing to go through each one of these things yeah. to be able to have the good, the the fruit, to have the pretend to uh, the, the potential, pretend, yeah. the uh, to have the right to be able to address this heavenly body and ask a favor of it. You had to earn it by going through all of these steps okay. like if you didn't have to do that everybody would be talking to their guardian yeah, angel. Yeah, yeah. no sure. you gotta yeah. literally go through hell a personal hell yeah. and come out the other side you gotta andy dufresne that shit yeah. and come out clean <laughs> to be able to for this guardian angel to be willing to talk to you to even give you the time of day let alone yeah. ask it a favor for it to grant huh. which I was looking stuff up last night, um, and it's yeah, it's it. For the stuff that I was reading is, is something that you do. It looks like something you don't want to fuck with, like if you don't understand it fully. You know well, he I mean? made that very apparent yeah. in this film. Because, like, I mean, I've read dark 
shit like that and books on like Necronomicon and all the other stuff the Hot Topic kids read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, Arnarchist cookbook. Satanist Bible. Yeah, all that shit. Zombie survival guide. Yeah, even that. I, I own that. So, um, but yeah, no, this is like legit. And like, you know, to go back to what you you both said in the beginning, like this is a film that covers something that is very real and we haven't seen that. That's what I really dug about this movie yeah. is it almost feels like they were making a movie and doing shit that you really, it's almost like you're watching something you shouldn't be watching somebody do. Yeah. Which I'm almost curious if they followed these steps to it, if they followed this ritual to a T or if they altered it slightly. Cause like you heard like stories with like, I hate to reference it, but like the craft, yeah, yeah. Like how they sl- how they used actual witchcraft incantation spells and shit, but they altered them slightly, kind of thing, so yeah. that you're not really like conjuring the devil. <laughs> Come on, well, it's not black metal where they're using like <laughs> fucking recorded audio format incantations for yeah. demons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not fucking no. mayhem and yeah, shit. Yeah, but I mean that's and that's that's one thing that I like you said. Like I felt like. Like, I didn't feel like I was a fly on the wall. I felt like I was in the movie. Like, not, like, it sounds ridiculous to say, but, like, like I was in the room. You know what I mean? Like, because I was so, like, in it. You know what I mean? I just, I don't know. It felt so No, weird. I agree. I felt there was, it's, I don't want to say that the movie was this, on the same level or, but it gave me, like, a similar feeling that I had to when I watched, like, that like Kubrick's The Shining. Yes. Which I felt like okay. that with like the wide open spaces like yeah. like Zeeshan yep. was saying, like it's it had that same feel to me, like how they did with that, where they want you to see how little they are in this vast space. Yeah. You want that this movie gave you they let they made you feel isolated yeah. while mm-hmm. you were watching this. And, and that's that, why I felt like I felt like me as a viewer like and had nowhere to go. Like this guy's going to turn around at you and go eat this toadstool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, like, did you clean yourself off today? Like, I don't, I'm just here to watch a movie, guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to drink this blood over yeah. and over. I yeah, still yeah. don't understand that part, by the way. What, the congeal part? No, I, the, what, when it doubled. Was that explained? Did I miss that at some oh, point? Oh, yeah. That's Where right. he's like, drink it, and she drank it, and then he's like, drink it, and it's full again, and she's like, I already did, and he's like, it's going to congeal, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, like but I, then nothing, I was waiting for something similar to that. But nothing like that To happen, and nothing did, and there was no acknowledgement. Like I said, it confused me, but I dug it, because I felt like this movie kind of wanted to put you in that realm with her yeah. where you really don't know what the fuck is going on so they're gonna give you that little the little shit that doesn't quite make sense yeah. to like I felt like maybe it might have been a hiccup into you know like into into the realm I think it, I think at that point from her drinking the blood made it very real could have been the mushroom she took yeah it was like a error 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 there's a glitch in the matrix bitch Hail Satan. <laughs> so are we ready are we ready to rate this? Yeah, we could rate it. I want to start with Zeeshan. Yeah. One oh, out of man. ten. One out of ten. Okay. But keep in right. mind, keep in mind a ten on this show is uh, uh, Jaws. Is Jaws. <laughs> like, yeah. okay. like Jaws and I think there was one other ten. I forget. 
I don't remember what it was, but it was something on level with Jaws. Like I think it was Mandy. Oh, Mandy. And Alien, too. Mandy, we didn't do Alien on this. We have. No, we didn't. No? We literally didn't do Alien. So that's the next movie. That's fucking. Yo, hit me up when you guys do Alien. I will talk for three hours straight. All right, cool. All right, just keep in mind not to hit him up. We we try to keep this show about an hour and a half. No, 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 no. I'll Uh, I'll take care of it. So keep in mind that 10 is a very highly. All right, dude, let him him read it. Well, I want to fucking make sure. Dude, it's it's between 1 and 10. (laughs) So, okay, so if. All right, so I'm going to put it on my scale. So if, if Alien is a 10 in my book, if yeah. that's like a masterpiece, fucking impactful film, I'm going to give a Dark Song a strong, supported 8. I think it's an 8. Okay. And, and that's uh, that's for many factors. I think you get a lot of credit just for doing something incredibly uh, individualistic and unique. Yeah. And it was low budget, and it was fucking beautiful, and the performances were crazy. I mean, like, between essentially just two people in a, in a house right like yeah. there's not a single beat that they miss at all like so I, I think it's a it's a strong eight okay okay i well, agree well, with him on that alien being a 10 by the way we never did the film but that would have just right off the bat just yeah. saying that would have been a 10 yeah. yeah so we don't need to do alien now then because it's a 10 well we can talk about it oh, we can okay. have him back on and <laughs> let him talk about it all right ryan so What's your rating, man? So if he's going with an eight, I'm not basing it any at all off of him because I really enjoyed this film. Yeah. I'm going to give it a solid 7.5, which, you know, that's a decent score for no, me. No, no, it is. Um, there, I can't really think of anything else that I would have wanted to have seen. I'm, I in feel, this film? In this film. Um I honestly don't have anything negative to say about the film. It's just mm-hmm. to get a 10 is such a like unattainable like I'd like to see a con- a continuation almost maybe if they could play with this story, maybe this affected her in a little more ways on this. I would have liked to have seen you know what could have given it a higher score a little bit more of her crossing into that realm instead of just the last 20 minutes. Okay. I would have yeah. liked to have seen a little bit more of her interactions yep. with the other world. Maybe a longer torture scene to really give you a feel of what's going on down there because it all sure. happens so quickly. Yeah. But other than that, I thought the film was beautifully done. I didn't even realize it was low budget. So thank you for. Yeah, independent. Independent doesn't necessarily mean low budget. <laughs> no, that's true. Uh, I'm going to go with an 8. 8 out of 10. Um, I think you guys have both covered pretty much everything I would say. The one thing I would say is that the actors in this made me feel like there was like, like there was a full ensemble cast. Like I never got bored with just the, the, totally. the two of them. Any scene, and even when it was just one of them, you know, it's still they still made me feel like there was more than one person on on the screen at the time. You know what I mean? Because it's legit. 
a fucking dope fucking would movie. You, would you like to know what they're saying online about it? Yeah, what are they saying online? Well, the thermometer puts it at a uh, astounding 92%. 92? Nice. 92%. I like that. Which means this movie's from 2016, yeah. and it's still holding... It's And it came out in 2017. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So two years, it's, it's maintained the yep. 90th percentile. Yep. On Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. that's fucking great. Pet Cemetery took a fucking nosedive in its first weekend. Yeah. So, yep. like, we know how fickle their score. That's why we like to use them. Yeah. They're they seem to be very in tune with everything. Yeah. Um, 60- so they're uh, so so interesting that you say that because Rotten Tomatoes is an aggregate score, so you can't like as a critic you can't say this film gets a ninety-two. It's either fresh or it's rotten. Yeah, yeah. Which is interesting that that you guys use that as kind of a thermometer. Um, have you guys looked at like Metacritic before? No, never even heard of it. Is he oh, okay? Is he is he correcting and schooling no. us on our own show? How should we? No, rate no. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, think, I think as as film as film people, you guys would really appreciate Metacritic, where they break it down a lot, and and they'll give it like a 62 percent or like you know a like a 75 or 86. Like so, I I just wanted to throw that out there because I think Ryan especially would appreciate that if you're able to look at like Metac- what somebody. Actual review is. Oh, he Metacritic. just went and added a whole other thing I got to put in the notes hey, every week. Let's do it. Metacritic. <laughs> added. There's one splat. Let's there's one splat, which we will read because we have to because there's one <laughs> splat. <laughs> all right. So it goes the two leads are resolute soldiers about it all, but they're dutifully edgy elements in a stylist frame instead of fully realized characters living out what is supposed to be the riskiest times. Of their lives. I don't even find that to be that bad of a review. No. I love when there's splats, but like the splats still compliment. It's like when the tomatoes are a tomato, but it's but it shits on the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Beautifully yeah. done. This movie sucked. <laughs> I like this. Uh, the dark beauty of a few moments eclipses the increasingly ludicrous whole. Yeah. That kind of sums up this film to me. That it's this, it does get this big grandiose story and ending to it, yeah. but it's shot so perfectly yeah. that you can accept it. Huh? Is it was that it? You're not reading. I don't know. What nah, you're doing. I'm on, I'm oh wait, this one looks cool. Uh, this is by Mark Savloff from the Austin Chronicle. Shout out to Austin. Uh, an instant classic, the sort of film that will make you check under your bed at night. Wow. I want to read one more. The one right next to it that you should have read. <laughs> oh, is that one better? A Dark Song is a thoughtful, grounded take on the search for meaning that mixes horror conventions with things still darker, yet which strains towards the transcendental moment, which is less, uh, which a lesser filmmaker would have been afraid to contemplate. Huh. That is a dick suck if I've ever seen it in a review. <laughs> that is. It's so funny that you guys are going through these because when this film came out, I like screenshot my favorite one too. So I, I, I definitely get you. So the one that I, I'm going through my screenshots right now, the one that I have is from, uh, maybe you can still see it on Rotten Tomatoes. It's by Sarah Michelle Fetters. Do you see that on your end? Check out. On um, moviefreak.com. I'm looking and she is not on the main page for it. So read it, oh, okay. read it, read it, read it. Um, so this one says a dark song is a beguiling terror that saves its best reveals right up until the end. The lines between good and evil, right and wrong, 
heaven and hell hypnotically blurring until they practically no longer exist. I love it. I love it. That's a good one. That's worth a screenshot. It's worth some memory on your phone. Yeah. Hell yeah. If you, if you, uh, if you gig some memory, I'll take it. So we loved it. Critics loved it. If you haven't watched it yet, it's on fucking Netflix. Yeah. It's the best for, kind of good movie. For it's free. We might not be using Netflix much longer. I just got my update. This is the raising the price. Out. I don't care, dude. I'm keeping it. I'm signing up for Disney Plus. Oh, geez. Oh, you're trying <laughs> to watch uh, yeah. CC and Cody or whatever. No, they they literally they, they literally just bought the they 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 own the rights to Simpsons. And they took everything. They're taking it all to that app exclusively, stopped, only available on there. I stopped watching The Simpsons. like When you grew up and decided you weren't going to be fun anymore. That's when you stopped watching The Simpsons. China's Remember, still cool. China's still cool. Yeah. <laughs> Remember the, the Simpsons episode we did? I was like. Oh, yeah. But everybody else is having fun and a good time. And here's Angel sniffing his farts. I'm like, <laughs> I got to watch how many fucking Treehouse of Horrors? <laughs> it was a fun episode. It was good. Alex. Check it out. Check it out. Alex Hoy was on that one. All right. So I think that's pretty much it. I want to give him a sh- movie. I want to give him a shot. Yeah. To, but we check, already said check, check it out. out it's this on, movie. I even told him where to fucking find it. Yeah. Are you here right now? <laughs> nope. All right. I want to give my Z- 12 square, bro. Zishan. My- I was Zishan. Holy Z-shan. shit. Oh, Jesus Christ. He just uh, shut it off. That's weird. Where'd he go? <laughs> Uh, I want to give you a shot to plug yourself and say where they can find you and all your goodies at. Yeah. Thank you, man. Um, So you can find a little bit about my newest film, Prefigured, at www.prefiguredfilm.com. The only social media I'm really trying to get good at using is Instagram. You can find me at ZMYounus, Z-M-Y-O-U-N-U-S. But, man, that's, that's about it. But thank you. I want to give you guys a shout out for having me on here, man. It's been fucking amazing. I really appreciate it. And uh, you guys are lovable through the screen and and through my ears. And I want to lick your face. And uh, oh, man, he's he's really trying to get back on this. Yeah, yeah. You can't you can't uh, have my script. Well, that'll be on a special Patreon episode. uh, (laughs) There you go. Exclusive tier. (laughs) But no, man, this was awesome, man. And like I said, we. We all dig your work and what you you're doing, so keep killing it. And uh, yeah, man. Thank so. you guys, I appreciate you. And you can find us on the Dorkening Podcast Network as oh, well. Oh yeah, as well as Spotify, iTunes. Or nope, nope, it's nope, still nope, on nope, there. Nope, 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 nope. Start it over. Start it over. No, just the Dorkening Podcast Network as well as Spotify, iTunes. I don't like how you read that. Continue. You can find us on the Dorkening Podcast Network as oh, well as Spotify, Jesus. iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. So, yeah, follow, subscribe, leave a review. It helps us get to the top page, suggested page, you know, with all the other horror podcasts. As we, as we, uh, hey, we are not a horror podcast if you check Joe's House of Horror. We are not. We are not horror enough for them. Yeah, shout out to Joe's House of Horror. And fuck shout you, out to Joe. Three guys. Fuck, fuck you, three guys. And, uh, if you guys have a suggestion, what should we cover next? Just just as but, we provided tonight, we do yeah. take suggestions. We would but, love to find things that we don't know about. Yeah, so, but uh, I think to keep in line with what we've been doing. Newer films. Newer films. You're ac- you actually picked, I think, the oldest newer film that we've done so far this season. Yeah. 
so that's the cutoff, like 2017. 2016, no, 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 2017. No, like 2000 and up, 2006, I think. No, I think we said no. You don't want to go 2010 that far? and up. Okay, there we go. This okay. is newer only. We've we we're trying to we're trying to be cool and make seasons <laughs> that that so have, have so themes drop to them. a movie. If it was 2010 or up and you don't think we might have heard of it, let us know. Yeah. So, okay, uh, what, if, what if you've heard of it but you just haven't seen it? Like you guys have heard about Annihilation oh, but you yeah. haven't seen Annihilation. I that's, saw it. That's, I saw it too. That's, oh, season, it. that's season five already scripted. Movies yeah. that you should know about but don't. Yeah. Mm, okay. So uh, we're in here for the long haul. We plan yeah. it out. Seasons. We ahead. got we got the crusty and the dusty coming up too. Season six. What's oh, yeah. season, season four. <laughs> Season, season four. four is boobs and blood. Yeah, just be just shitty B, B movies. Yeah, just B awful. Movie. Like I can't believe we sat through this shit. <laughs> just to have some, just to be able to just be filthy for a season. Yeah. So uh, keep up to date. Uh, we got we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, you can uh, go to thatstrangeshow.com for reviews, blogs, and links to past episodes. So thanks for hanging. Thank you, Z uh, Sean, for hanging out. Z-Shan. Check out his shit. It's good. Go read the review. I liked it, which means it's good. Yes. I found no reason to shit on it. Legit, legit. Thank you for hanging and stay strange.